You're listening to The Real Reading Podcast. Hello! I'm Hugh Ford. I'm Levin. And I'm Tom Canning. And welcome to episode 10 of The Real Reading Podcast. We're recording this on Tuesday the 20th of March uh, and it's a bit different this week as one of us is off on honeymoon. We've had to record three of these in a week to make up for the fact that one of us isn't here. Who's going away? Me! Are you? Yeah. I didn't know. No. Did you tell you? No, is you feel on holiday for? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going to do a, a, a retrospective one. <laughs> Uh, so it's going to be a bit different for the next uh, next couple of weeks, but rest assured you will get your fix of Hugh, Jenny and Tom uh, in your podcast app, so don't worry. Uh, if you want to get involved in the show, you can still do that though. You can follow us and write to us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod. You can look us up on Facebook by searching Real Reading Podcast. Uh, we're on Instagram, and if you're able to, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we had a lovely review this week, which was really, really lovely. So lovely, I'm not even going to read it out, because it was absolutely delightful. Thank you very much. Whoever too. it was, thank you. It was great. It made us all very happy. The fact, I think it said, even the bit about recycling uh, was excellent. So yes, even the bit which where, where you explain boring council things is is good. So when you say you, you mean you. I mean me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's something. They are quite dry. So, what on earth are we doing today? We've thrown the format out. The format is gone for the next three weeks. It will be back on Friday, the thirteenth of April, which isn't at all nerve-wracking or scary. Thirteenth. Does anybody discuss it? Yeah. My mum was born. Oh, there I go mentioning my mum again. We should have maybe we should have a klaxon or like drink when I mention my mum. Drink again. Uh, she was born on Friday the 13th, so oh. it's not unlucky or scary at all. Oh, okay. She's not, not every Friday the 13th, it's Friday the 13th. She's not born every year, no. no. Okay, right. Um, so, what are we talking about today? We are talking about <laughs> the Reading Half Marathon. Uh, it's been such a huge talking point uh, ever since the unfortunate, <laughs> I say unfortunate, ever since the news that the Reading Half Marathon was cancelled early on Sunday morning. Um, Jenny, you and I both did uh, significantly different things in the wake of the we dreadful did. news. I think we had significantly different reactions to, to yes. the, what you call dreadful news. Yes. I, I, well, I actually call it dreadful news. I think you were saying it with a touch of sarcasm. A little tiny bit, yes. If you can't pick that up in my voice, trust me, <laughs> it's there. Um, yeah, I, had to, I, I, I woke up, I was very disappointed. Um, I, mean, but, I will say I was disappointed as well. Sure, sure. All we right. all believe you keep saying that. <laughs> um, I'd kind of gone to bed on Saturday with kind of like a, a knot in my stomach thinking, oh, it's going to be cancelled. Um, and everyone was like, no, it's too big a thing for them to cancel. They can't cancel it. And I was like, oh, I think, I think they might do. Yeah. Then I woke up about half past three on Sunday morning and checked and it hadn't been cancelled then. Uh, and then I woke up at, at half past six and it had been cancelled. So it's a bit sad. But I went for a run anyway. I did five and a half miles and I signed up for Southampton Half Marathon. And then I went to the pub. Fantastic. So well, it's a good day. <laughs> yeah, all, all good round. Good, good all round day in the end. Yeah. Um, Hugh, what about you? Well, I just had to spend the whole day writing about the Reading Half Marathon. Um, and it meant I didn't have to do the, uh, the shift that I was down for <laughs> because it was cancelled. So on a uh, personal level... Um, I was perhaps a 
pleased to not have to come into the office at eight o'clock on a Sunday. Um, <laughs> but I, I felt really sorry for everyone involved, everyone who's been training, everyone who's yeah. come down for the event, and also for the organisers as well, who, yeah. who, you know, they they spent all the, all weeks and weeks and weeks making sure everything is going to run like clockwork for the um, for the event, and then something completely out of their hands happens. Yeah. Um, to to mean it's cancelled and um, I don't think anyone was disputing it was the right the the right decision mm-hmm. um, but I think the only thing that anybody was disputing was the time the yeah. time that it was cancelled and I think it, it's I think to try and understand I think the the Q&A that our colleague Khadija did this week with the race organiser who is Judith Judith Manson. Judith Manson. The race race director, race organizer. She yes. said they'd already started planning for twenty nineteen. So it just goes yeah. to show how much effort goes into putting this thing together. But um yeah, it did feel like Saturday night probably would have been a smart idea. It clearly looks like it was going to but it did. What if it then <clears throat> melted the following day and Well, when I went to bed I, I I did have an early night. I went up at about half past nine. Um and it hadn't settled on the roads or the pavements had it so like she said damned if you do and damned if you don't if if they'd have called it off on saturday night and then we hadn't had any more snow overnight and it was fine everyone would have been like well why did you cancel it and they and so they decided to wait until the morning and 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 unfortunately people had paid for hotels and traveled but that's that's just i suppose it brings (laughs) into into reality the fact that anything you ever book is risky no matter what you think because it could at any point be cancelled so hey um you know we all obviously paid to enter and we all obviously have lost lost out a little bit fortunately we actually live in the town so it didn't cost us anything in terms of hotels or anything like that but um i actually spotted uh, so my my sister-in-law came up with her boyfriend who was doing the race as well and we spotted very early on on Saturday, Sunday morning, that the nags head had said, "Please come down if you've got a race number and have a free, free half a pint of lager, half a pint of ale." Sorry, not lager. Why would we do that? Um, so we went. We were there at midday on the dot. We were out just outside. But I think they just opened. We went in. Was that after you'd been to the stadium to try to collect extra numbers that no one had collected? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a very, very smart idea. Uh, no, we we went straight down the pub, and I think we were there for about four hours, and it just it all got a bit messy, really. Um, yeah. I came home, put some beers in the snow, and that kind of thing. And just <laughs> I uh, saw that yeah, just uh, just enjoyed it. Really, it was it was a bit of a relief. I, I'll be the first to admit, I probably wasn't well prepared, as well prepared as I should have been. Um, but hey, you know, life goes on. It does, it's and you uh, would have made it round. Oh god, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely would have made it. It's great to see that you had the, the after doing the, the doing a half marathon. It's a well-known fact that you can eat what you like and drink what you yeah. like because you've, yeah. you've expended so many calories yes. running thirteen point one yes. miles. It's just you didn't run thirteen one miles <laughs> and just had the treat anyway. Yeah. yeah. Well, we were my family were all planning to go to my new favourite restaurant in Reading, Namaste Kitchen. For, for our lunch, so we, we did that anyway. Clacks on for that as well. At Do some we? Point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're we're in podcast sponsored by <laughs> <laughs> um, It's not. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> um, so yeah, but we went we went there anyway. So I think there were nine of us, um, and we had. 
too much beer and too much wine. Yeah. And then after we'd had too much beer and too much wine at Nana's Day Kitchen, we also went to Brewdog because that had opened a weekend um, and had too much beer and too much wine there as well. So, and uh, yeah, it was a it, it was a late night. I think yeah. it sounds like we were we were later than you. I think so. I think back. I think by the time we got by the time we actually got home because we we cooked dinner when we got home then as well, and it was I mean. I still went to bed early on Sunday night because I was just drunk. <laughs> <laughs> on a Sunday night, dreadful. It was quite nice. I had a I had a lovely relaxing day planned for 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 yesterday for Monday. Yeah. Um, thinking, oh, I'm going to really deserve all yeah. these treats because yeah. I'm going to have done a great job on Sunday. <laughs> so I went for a facial on Monday morning. I had the whole day off work. It was lovely. <laughs> Without all the joint pain, the yeah. was running. Yeah. Half <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> there obviously were a lot of people who who did the run. I say that a lot. Was mm. it was it about a hundred? I saw. I there, were, there were quite a few. My brother didn't do the actual route, but he ran from um, his house in Tilehurst to the Medeski Stadium yeah. back again, which was actually thirteen point nine miles. So he uh, did longer than a crazy. marathon. Um, and um, my husband's cousin did an unofficial route through Sonning. And yeah, there were loads of people yeah. that the not reading half Twitter page that started up early yeah. on Sunday morning and encouraged people that wanted to yeah. to do it carefully. And it's very important to say that they did do it carefully yeah. to go and to go and do the route anyway. I was incredible with them. Even just the amount of people, even just walking the five minute walk from my house to the bus stop, there were I saw you know there must have been seven or eight people I saw running around in groups and just yeah. getting out there and doing that. And I didn't feel even slightly guilty. <laughs> You know, the race is off. Hey, I'm out of it. We had your number with you. Did you have oh, it pinned to your chest when you got to the pub? Or... No, I, it was in my pocket. Although I did notice when I got there, I'd obviously filled the form in. Because you know you put in like what name you want mm. on it. I just put Mr. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd obviously, that I'd obviously assumed that that's where you put the... I do remember again being a little bit tipsy when I signed up in the first place. Tom so. Canning is more often drunk than oh, not. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true at all. It sounds like Especially it. Especially at work. Yeah, I am right now. <laughs> um, do, you, do you think on the, on the subject of this, though, do you think um, it's just occurred to me that if you were a, a, like a, an ultra an ultra runner, the sort of person who would, might do the run the running half marathons, training for London, or what, even the type of, mm. the type of runner who'd be looking to finish in the top say ten. Um, for it to go ahead on a, in sort of icy, snowy, difficult conditions, um, so you would you wouldn't get the time you wanted, you wouldn't mm. get the run you wanted because yeah. of the conditions. Do you think that the people like that were probably not really that bothered that it would have got cancelled, and they they probably would run another half marathon this coming weekend mm. and then again the next weekend and. Um, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. Potentially, I don't know many people. Like no, that. I don't actually. No, <laughs> I, I don't either. I don't, I, don't, I don't walk in that sphere, unfortunately. <laughs> it's kind of like but, um, yeah. if you if you play if you're a rugby player or something and you're trying to play when it's really 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 wet and the game is spoiled by the fact that no one can catch the ball because it's mm-hmm. so wet I just wondered if it was the same for these sort of elite runners on in difficult conditions I like imagine that. so it definitely wasn't everyone I spoke to or anyone that I'd spoken to that had previously run it knew that they weren't going to be getting a PB yeah. this time around anyway because the cold does hamper you so much so I imagine yeah. the, the proper runners that take it seriously would have been a yeah not yeah, too. just like, oh, all right, then I'll have the morning off. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the uh, the guy that was doing it uh, 30 things before turning 30, I did feel for him a little bit. Um, he, When's his 30th birthday? I think it's, I can't remember now, I think it was April or May. Oh, so he's not got long left. He's still, he's still got a little time, while There's though. still time, there's still time. But, um, 
great. So uh, I wanted to just, I, I asked, we obviously last week we had uh, six or seven different people on the podcast talking about giving us their half marathon tips, talking about what they were doing. Um, and I just wanted to thank all seven of those people. I think it was seven, I can't remember now. They were brilliant. I really... They uh, really enjoyed listening to everything. It was great talking to those people on the phone. Uh, I, I asked them, I asked some of them for some just some feedback. It was a bit last minute, so I've only got a couple of bits back. But um, so if if uh, anybody else who was on the podcast wanted to come back to us and let us know, then I'll happily read that out in future weeks. But um, I just had a bit back from Matt Brown. Uh, he said, as I was volunteering, I set out the site before it was cancelled. Once I got home again, there was a lot of time spent trying to get the bibs, uh, which is. Babies in Buscut support, yeah. support, yeah. yeah. Uh, runners positive and up for doing a different half. We're trying to organise an unofficial one. I spent the day with my family and finally went for a run on Greenham Common, Common on Virgin Snow and had the, had a couple of glasses of wine in the evening to celebrate and commiserate. So that was uh, that was doesn't feel like a wasted day from Matt, but uh, do appreciate Matt getting in touch with us. Uh, Marek Prushtovich, who uh, we spoke to previously, he unfortunately he was a chap who uh, sadly last year broke his leg chasing chasing his cat, and therefore wasn't able to take part in the half marathon. Um, and of course, so got it deferred for this year, uh, and obviously now has snow frustration. Um, he said, uh, "What frustration? I was actually in Reading already. I came through to my mum's in case it snowed at our place. Uh, he, he was out in Wickham. He lives out in Wickham. Um, it didn't occur to me that it would be worse in Reading." The first thing I did was find another half marathon and sign up. I'm doing the Thames Valley Spring Half in April. Uh, I signed up before I even got up. Uh, I'll let my sponsors know, and when it melted a bit, I drove home and cooked a roast dinner for the family, which, uh, which I think is a, is a fine way to spend the afternoon. Um, and uh, my, my friend Simon Blunden, who was the uh, last guy on the podcast who had uh, been signed up and training really, really hard for his first ever half marathon, he was doing the Bath Half Marathon two weeks ago, uh, when, the, when the Beast for the East... <laughs> showed up for the first time and dumped a load of snow all over the south and the rest of the country and that was cancelled so uh, as I understand it Reading Half Marathon then reopened their entries uh, specifically for people doing the Bath Half Marathon and of course as you as we all know now uh, the Reading Half Marathon was cancelled because of snow. Poor Simon. Um, so I do feel for Simon. Um, I think uh, I'll just read out what he said to me. He said, uh, I went to the Rose and Thistle uh, with the families as planned. Um, our plan at the moment is to run the distance, maybe the route on Friday this week, and then we're looking at half marathon race options. Uh, I'm pushing for Bracknell, but it's up for debate still. Well, so uh, hopefully it'll be third time looking. Fingers crossed. I do feel for him because that's uh, the Brighton Half Marathon. I believe is in May where the weather's. Not yes, so it, I think if it snows in May, then Mr. Blunden is uh, <laughs> possibly the unluckiest man. <laughs> <laughs> so let's hope, let's hope that doesn't happen. So uh, yes, thank, thanks again to everybody for for sending their detail, their their information in. Uh, that was great. Um, just wanted to talk just a bit about the Q&A with the race director that uh, Khadija did. And I think, obviously, the big talking point was uh, the fact that there would be no refunds for anybody who mm. did the race. Um, and that was obviously a big thing on, on Twitter especially, um, the hashtag Reading Half. Um, there was a lot of talk about the fact that there wouldn't be refunds. And I think, from my point of view... Um, it was in the terms and conditions. Mm. Um, I would look at the sort of stuff that they're putting on and the, the amount of effort and, and the amount of things. Knowing, putting, having put a few events on myself, different, different bits and pieces, these things all cost money and that, that will obviously be why they decided on having a no refunds policy. Um, 
and if it was in the terms and conditions, then I'm afraid I don't think any of us have got any any complaints. None of us ever read the terms and conditions. Jenny, I think you did. <laughs> uh, yes, I well, yeah, almost. Always <laughs> read, the, read the small print. Um, but I, I I never expected it to be refunded as soon. As I I, no. I didn't. It, the thought didn't even cross my mind because, like you say, they've they've had to pay for the road closures. They've yeah. had to compensate Reading buses for laying off all of their services or rescheduling all of their services. They've got to get all the equipment over. You know, they still yeah. they still put up all the equipment, which yeah. means they still employed a load of contractors to come and put up all the mile markers and the tents and everything. So I uh, and just you know hiring the land and Madstad. Yeah. So I didn't, I, I didn't anticipate it to be refunded. But um, hey, we're all getting a forty pound sports direct voucher. For yeah. Trouble. I think that's uh, it's, it's it's quite a nice quite a nice gesture. Um, people will have their feelings on. Sports Direct and yeah. that kind of thing. Um, I'm not a massive fan of sports shops. I, I I just find them quite intimidating places to go to, full of youngsters I no longer relate to. Yeah, but pe- people much younger than I am trying to tell me that they they know what trainers I need. And mm-hmm. do I need a big mug? Oh yeah, massive yeah. mug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've been into a Sports Direct since I had to buy a new drawstring bag for my PE kit at school. So. Uh, I go into one every every April, a couple of days before our first cricket match, when I find I've lost my socks. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it is a it is a good gesture, and and you know personally, I need a new pair of trainers desperately, so that forty forty pound voucher will come in, uh, come in incredibly useful. Yeah. So that's 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 been really useful. I just hope that it's a it's a forty pound voucher, and not forty pounds off if you spend. <laughs> I can yeah. imagine them doing that, and that yeah. would be a bit of a kick in the teeth. But yeah, it's um. It's 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 a shame, and understandably, people are frustrated. You know, race the 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 uh, the sign up fee for running half marathons between thirty five and forty yeah, pounds. it is a so lot. So it's not an unsubstantial amount of money to be losing when you're not getting anything in return. Um, but no. I think, unfortunately, it's just it's just one of those things, isn't it? It is. I think it is one of the more expensive ones to sign up for, but. You know, you say that although Southampton, oh right, um, is is the same amount. I I, okay. I I think I might have signed up for Reading Half Marathon when it was even cheaper, like during okay. the yes. early birds last year. You can you can sign up much um, earlier, can't you? But I was I was surprised to be paying forty five pounds to sign up for Southampton Half Marathon. I think after booking fees and everything. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I think it's um with regards to the cancellation, I think it's probably worth saying as well. Can you imagine well, if they if they had gone ahead with it and it had turned out to be thousands of people running along and frozen pavements and mm. you know and people getting injured people getting hurt quite potentially quite severely by slipping over and um you know all the mild irritation that people have from losing 40 quid could be turned into some very serious long-term absolutely long-term issues yeah. and re- with real problems so you know it is um it's definitely important to consider that you do rather have minor irritation about losing a relatively small amount of money than breaking your leg in three places slipping over <laughs> slipping over on the road in, in Reading so I think that's an important thing to take into consideration Absolutely. very true and I very think true. another thing to bear in mind is that it's it's not just the runners like Tom and I who and it's that you know there are lots of visually impaired runners though it's the wheelchair race as well I don't yeah. know I've never I've never tried to push myself along in a racing wheelchair I imagine in snowy conditions it's nigh on impossible Um, you know you can't say okay only able-bodied runners because because that's who it's safe for that's 
that's ludicrous, you can't do that. So I think, despite the snow thawing out quite early yeah. on in the day, really, um, I think that ultimately it was the right decision to be made. I yeah. think we do uh, agree with that. Yeah, I didn't see too many people complaining, in all fairness, that it was the wrong decision. But not many people going on, you know, there are a lot of people <laughs> out there who, who believe in the, the, the health and safety is a... <laughs> uh, uh, you know, nanny state gone mad um, due to reading a few stupid articles in in, uh, in the national press. But uh, as a concept, it's quite sensible. It stops people hurting themselves. It stops people. <laughs> um, and um, and certainly, I didn't see it, it was all the the, the late late yeah. cancellation that yeah. people who that was the main thing. All that sort of stuff, rather than people demanding to, their, their their human right to <laughs> run along frozen roads. <laughs> That's true, yeah. No, I think fine. anything that means I don't have to run down the A33 is fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's a real shame. They're already organising next year. Yeah. So fingers crossed, next March or April, whenever it is, um, will be a bit warmer. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's get on with it. And you can probably you can probably rest assured now that if, if there's heavy snow on the day the day before the race next year, they'll, they'll give people a bit more notice and they'll know, they'll yeah. know from experience that... that um, that it's not probably not the best idea to go ahead, <laughs> and then we can all look forward to all the complaints with this bright sunshine and all the snow melts the next to the next <laughs> the following day. Um, okay, uh, that was our Reading Half Marathon wrap up special. Um, there was one little uh, feature from our regular podcast we wanted to carry over because we do think it's important. Um, it's the events. So the events this coming weekend, uh, which is the weekend of the... It's going to be the 24th and the 25th of March. 24th and 25th of March. Jenny, you've got a couple of events you wanted to just talk I about. I do. They're actually all on the 24th, which is the Saturday. Um, it's so, possible to go to them all? Um, I think it's possible to pop into them all, although I think probably you'd have the most fun if you just stuck to one of them. Okay. They're all quite for varying audiences as well. So the first um, one is a nice big family day. It's the Fobney Island Wild Day. So I don't know whether you know whereabouts Fobney Island is, but it's no, I don't. kind Where of is it? I can't I can't really describe where it is. It's kind of <laughs> <laughs> this is great. Hey go to Fobney um, Island. It's, it's, is it on a river? It is. It's, it's on the Kennet, I believe. <laughs> I'm really doubting myself now. I'm pretty sure it's on the Kennet, that's and you the can get the you can get the Green Wave bus to it. But it's about right. um, it's a, it's about a ten minute walk from the Green Wave bus. The organisers are saying getting there is part of the adventure. So there are a couple of buses that go. <laughs> one of the routes is a ten minute kind of marshy walk, right. and the the other one is more kind of wheelchair and pram accessible. But it's about thirty minutes. Um, so, um, but that's happening. On Fobney Island, it's between 11.30am and 3.30pm on the 24th of March. There's kind of a there's a bird watching, pond dipping, kind of all kinds of activities based around creepy crawlies and, and, and pond life and, and all of that sort of thing. So it, that sounds like it's going to be a really good day. I've checked the weather and it's going to be cloudy with a hint of sunshine on Saturday. So fingers <laughs> crossed it won't be rained or snowed off. I think Hugh's going to tell us where Fogney Island is. It's off Island Road in uh, South Reading. So, yes, it is the River Kennet. There okay, go. good. Thank you very Thank you, much. Hugh. Thank you, Google um, Maps. Nowhere near Fogney Lock, which I mistakenly believed when I first started looking at, looking at the event <laughs> earlier on. Um, we've also got um, the first monthly Reading Vegan Food Festival, 
which is happening at Station Hill, which is uh, the bit of land at the outside oh, of the, the event station. Oh, so the event space. Yeah, where they sometimes have a Bavarian bra yes. and the, uh, the ski chalets. Um, and that's happening from 10am till 4pm on Saturday. They're going to have vegan cheese, vegan fudge, um, kind of lots of vegan hot food, but also stalls selling food that you can take home and eat. Um, so if you're a vegan or you're trying out veganism or you're vegan-ish, any of, any of those things, <laughs> um, then, then that's one to check out. That's going to be a monthly event from, from this Saturday. And the final one um, isn't a free event, it actually costs £15 to attend, um, but at the University of Reading's White Knight campus there is going to be a cosplay convention. Um, I imagine it's a little late notice to be telling people if they haven't already got their costumes sorted, <laughs> um, although Hugh's got a, a great uh, low low effort costume idea for, for people I believe <laughs> after going himself would you believe to a fancy dress he went out at the weekend what I did I, w- I went out and not only did I go out I also had a hair raising oh. uh, drive back from Henley to Reading on um, on Saturday night I certainly could have told you the Reading Half Marathon was going to be cancelled having dri- driven back through Reading at that time of night narrowly missing two deer on the way home um, sounds expensive and I will give you some advice on your costume for cosplay if one of you explains to me what cosplay is. <laughs> well, it's it's it's, it's kind of it's a costume convention, but it's not it's not fancy dress. It's much more. It's much more than fancy dress. It's really kind of going to the effort to create an exact replica of a character that you admire as costume attire. Oh, I see. Right. Okay. So they have them. You you might you know stormtroopers generally considered cosplay rather than fancy dress just because they go to a bit more yeah, okay but. right so say um the the fancy dress party i went to the the birthday boy who was 60 was dressed as head to toe an exact copy of gene simmons from kiss <laughs> wearing, wearing a variety of things including football shin pads spray painted silver which, which gave him the sort of suit of armor look that kiss have and he's six foot six as well, so we were greeted by true terrifying sight. <laughs> <laughs> Children were running for miles around wow. when he appeared. Um, I went in slash, uh, curly wig, top hat, fake cigarette, heavy metal t shirt, jeans. That's pretty easy. I don't, know that. I don't think that counts as a cosplay. I'm not, I'm not sure it does, but if you haven't already got a costume <laughs> sorted, I'm, I'm sure you won't be turned away if you do turn up as slash. Absolutely, but it, there's, there's no theme, is there? You can go as anything. I don't, but there, no, there's not a theme. Like people go as it, it's, it generally tends to be kind of comic book fantasy yeah. characters. So they, there's lots of Disney specialists, lots of Marvel specialists. Ah, I've still got my um, Thunderbirds outfit. Have you? Yeah. But I imagine there'll be quite a few zombies. I <laughs> yeah, don't know why you've yeah. got. I don't know what that looks about. I'm just going to ignore it because it <laughs> it has provoked the two of you, and I'm not interested. <laughs> It's very funny. Tom, Tom is, uh, yeah, he, yeah, he looks uh, extraordinary. <laughs> so do you remember when we went to uh, that party as Top Gun? Top Gun, yeah. I look like um, I just look like Adam Rickman off Man vs. Food <laughs> in a pair of oversized mirror sunglasses. And I still can't grow a tash oh, to be Goose. Who was Maverick and who was Goose? I think just by virtue of hair colour, he was uh, Maverick and I was Goose. It's, I'm, I'm a well-known maverick oh, in all aspects so of funny. life. Did you do the song? 
No, I don't think so. This was actually Lucy's, no, Lucy's house. I can tell you the uh, the jumpsuits we bought were a bit tight, so they certainly took my breath away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, um, anyway, if you are up for the costume convention, that is also on Saturday. Um, it's happening all day, but it is £15, so uh, have a look on in your area for all the details um, to find out how to buy tickets. Great. Thank you, Jane. Um, that is it for this week. Uh, we will be back next week uh, as you have known as you will know by now uh, the format is out the door for the next couple of weeks and we'll be back to normal on uh, Friday the 13th of April but please keep listening please keep liking um, and if you know anyone who you think would be great to interview for the podcast please do let us know uh, the only prerequisite is that they must live or work in the town and most importantly they must love Reading uh, next week we have our Easter special uh, that's all for now we'll see you in a week Bye. Bye. I thought that was quite a good joke. <laughs> You're listening to the Real Reading Podcast. <laughs>